My name is Jenny Afkinich, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. I am a member of your Board of Trustees, and it is my pleasure to welcome you to worship today at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Columbia. As we begin, we honor the Piscataway people and their ancestors. It is upon their land that we reside. We are served by the Reverend Paige Getty Minister, as well as a talented and dedicated team of religious educators, musicians, and other professional staff. Much appreciation also goes out to the many lay leaders and volunteers whose incredible efforts and dedication help keep us connected. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, whomever you love, and whatever your faith tradition, you are welcome here. We particularly welcome any guests joining worship this morning. We encourage you to fill out the visitors form in the lobby or online and connect with others in the virtual or the in-person social hour after the service so that we may meet and welcome you. Finally, for those attending worship in our sanctuary at the Owen Brown Interfaith Center this morning, please take a moment to silence your cell phones or other electronic devices. We hope to see you today at 4 p.m. for our monthly Black Lives Matter vigil by the mall in Columbia. Join us to give public witness to the problem of anti-black racism in our neighborhood, nation, and world, and to show that all lives will matter when black lives matter. Please bring your own signs if you have them. Are you feeling overwhelmed and hopeless about the climate crisis? Hungry for optimism and looking to build community around real solutions? All we can save is a groundbreaking collection of essays and poems by women in the forefront of the climate movement. Their honest and courageous work offers wisdom and inspiration to help reshape our vision of our climate futures. In the upcoming All We Can Save circle, we will read the book one section at a time and discuss it together. It will be like a book club, but deeper and cooler. Join us. <laughs> Details can be found in UUCC's link publication, and please connect with UUCC members Margaret LaFon or Lindsay Thompson with questions. And a reminder to our community, to all in our community, to participate in this year's Christmas Gifts for Local Families program. This year, our congregation is responsible for providing gifts for four families, and many spots remain open on our Sign Up Genius. All the information you need to participate can be found in yesterday's email blast, and feel free to connect with UUCC member Cindy Williams if you have questions. Thanks. And here is Robin. Good morning, everyone. My name is Robin Slaw. I'm your Director of Religious Education, and I have a special announcement that comes with a little bit of a story. There is a, a story about a villager who one day heard a baby crying, and she realized there was a baby floating down a river. So she waded in and she rescued the baby, and she realized there were more babies floating down the river. So she called for help, and other villagers came wading into the river to lift the babies to safety. More and more babies started appearing, and it seemed the entire village did nothing but save babies all day, every day. And soon they were building watchtowers next to the river and running zip lines so they could get the babies faster. And one day, the village woman cried, why are all these babies floating down the river? What's happening upstream to cause them all to be in the river to begin with? Hmm. This story is often used to describe how we might need to change our thinking 
when the world is not going well. We have babies in the river, my good people of UUCC. Our families are exhausted. They're stressed from nearly two years of making risky decisions. They need help. Our babies, our children, are stressed in unimaginable ways. They aren't feeling safe as they float down the river. There's some research from Harvard University that tells us that children who have a religious community are more likely to be happier as young adults, more likely, excuse me, more le less likely to develop unhealthy habits such as addiction. So let's go upriver and help our babies and families who are floating away this year. We need people who are willing to guide our children and give them input. We need people who know their hopes and dreams, who know their quirks and their good points, who they can talk honestly to about what's really going on in their lives, who can offer wisdom when life is confusing, who care about them and pray for them. Would you be one of those adults? Will you give us an hour or two of your time over the, a month? We're looking for vaccinated adults who are willing to sit down and do crafts with our children or play games or read or talk about books. Are you that person? If you are, please talk to me or Kelly after the service or send me an email, please, at dre at uucolumbia.net. Thank you. Good morning, UUCC and guests and friends. I'm Reverend Paige Getty. I use the pronouns she, her, and hers, and it is my great privilege to serve as minister of this congregation. Before we begin, we're gonna have one more special appeal for you to hear, but I wanna remind you that if you wanna follow along in the order of service, and I'm doing this out of order, I'm sorry, um, that there is a QR code so that you can open the order of service on your device. Those of you that are with us via Zoom, the, uh, the link is in the chat for you to open the order of service. We will be celebrating joys and sorrows in this service today, so send those by email to joysandsorrows at uucolumbia.net, or those of you in the room may write them in the book in the back of the room. If you need a hearing assist device and are in the sanctuary, those are available from the tech team in the back. And finally, those of you who are guests, if you will please complete the visitor form so we can stay in touch. We'd appreciate that. We'd like to get to know you better. But now, before the, we hear the prelude, we're gonna hear from Dana Soar. Dana is a longtime volunteer and coordinator of our effort to support the Grassroots Cold Weather Shelter, which we have always called the Warm Welcome Shelter here in our building. And this morning, when we collect the offering later in the service, we're gonna be collecting your generous gifts to give away to Grassroots to support the shelter. So Dana, tell us more about that. As Paige mentioned, the offering today is for Grassroots. And if you're not familiar with Grassroots, it's our county's crisis intervention center for anyone in our community who is experiencing suicidal thoughts, addiction, or homelessness. Grassroots can help with case management, recovery resources, financial assistance, and emergency shelter. As many of you know, each winter, Grassroots provides another essential service to our community. 
grassroots partners with congregations like ours to provide a cold weather shelter for people who are experiencing homelessness. In normal years, the shelter moves from one congregation to another one week at a time, offering a warm and safe place for guests to sleep, as well as hot meals, transportation, and fellowship. During the weeks that the shelter operates, county agencies and nonprofits work with the guests to try to address the issues that led to their homelessness. And I'm pleased to report that last year, many of the guests were successfully rehoused in permanent housing. For many years, UUCC has served as a host congregation for the cold weather shelter. But this year, like last year, the shelter is being hosted at an extended stay motel in Columbia. While we won't be physically or responsible for physically hosting the shelter this year, we have committed to provide food to shelter guests for one week starting tomorrow. And just like last year, we aren't asking you to prepare food for shelter guests. We're again going to follow a simple, safe, and healthful approach by contracting with a trusted catering company to handle the food for us. They'll provide all the meals to shelter guests on our behalf at a cost of $5 per meal. And that's the reason for today's request. We need to provide three meals a day for seven days for 36 shelter guests. That's over 750 meals. At a catering cost of $5 per meal, we need contributions totaling nearly $4,000. That's for the food. But we'd like to raise more than that today so that we can also help grassroots cover some of the extraordinary expenses they're incurring to help our neighbors cope with these extraordinarily awful times. I don't know what you normally give on a typical Sunday, second Sunday. Please do give at least that amount. And if you normally prepare food for guests during the week that we would be hosting the shelter, think about the money you would spend to provide that food. You won't be spending that money this year. So please add that amount to your donation today. And if you normally volunteer for other tasks at the shelter, you can still support this year's work by making a generous financial contribution today. I want to point out that the shelter is currently home to a maximum capacity of 36 people, including eight children. One of those children is four months old. While they won't be spending nights in our Interface Center over the next week, they are still our guests, and we need your contributions to create a warm, welcoming, and nutritious experience for them and to provide additional funds to Grassroots for the many other services it provides to our community. Thank you so much in advance for your contribution.
Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Valerie. Thank you all volunteers, ushers, tech team for making this worship service happen. And extra special thanks to Michael Adcock, who's our, the director of our music ministries, to Valerie Shu, and to the members of the Chalice Choir, all our musicians for preparing today's very special holiday music service that took great effort because of the ongoing challenges and restrictions of the pandemic. But we're in for a treat today, thank you. So now I invite you to take a deep breath, settle in, and open yourself in mind, in heart, in body to a celebration of wonder and awe. Stephen and Maggie come forward to light our flaming chalice, as is our custom and the custom of Unitarian Universalist congregations around the world when we gather for worship. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you, Stephen. And welcome back. We dedicate our flaming chalice with these words from the Enfleshed Ministry Collaborative. How precious, how fragile, how short life is. Our lives are but a breath. The divine brings us into being, weaves our lives together and ushers us into eternal rest. Blessed are the sacred rhythms of life, and holy are these tasks. To be alive, to pay attention, to honor the fleeting with awe and care. Will you now rise in body or in spirit? I'm going to invite you to greet one another here in the room or on Zoom, and then we are going to sing together a great and mighty wonder. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Come on, turn on the screen. Turn them on. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. 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 Good <laughs> Somebody put put something in the in the thing saying that turn on the screen so we can see faces. Um, <laughs> you can turn on yourself.
open to all. A poem by Sherry Woodbury. Perhaps some here have outgrown mystery. Maybe you have doubts about Santa or have forgotten the magic of a newborn child. One might easily lose touch with awe in the struggle to do it all or simply to survive. Hear now this invitation to open yourself to surprise today and be ready to greet unexpected delights. What star will shine on you? What child remind you that all can be touched by glory? What gifts can you give? How will you join this holy story? to give the Time for All Ages this morning, which doesn't happen very often. And I see some new faces or visiting faces or returning faces of kids in the audience. So it's wonderful to see you this morning. Great to have you with us. Once a time, once upon a time, a baby was born. 
Even before that baby was born, there were people waiting and wishing and hoping for that baby. But the people waiting, wishing, and hoping for that baby didn't know exactly what the baby would look like or be like, and so they wondered. Would the baby have a smile so warm that it would melt the coldest snow and ice? Would the baby have a voice so strong that it could shake the very mountains? Would the baby be so courageous that all would be comforted, even during the most ferocious storms? Would the baby show the world so much love that peace would settle into even the most hardened hearts? But even as they asked these questions, as they imagined what the baby might be like, the people who were waiting, wishing, and hoping already believed that the baby would indeed have a warm smile, a strong voice, a courageous spirit, and a loving heart. And they weren't wrong. When Jesus was born, his tiny body was wrapped up to keep out the cold. He was laid down on straw and a trough that was used to feed the animals inside of a barn. His young parents, proud yet exhausted, had been forced to take a long journey. Jesus' parents were two of the people who had been waiting, wishing, and hoping for him to be born. But there were other people who had been waiting for Jesus to come. These people saw hurt and suffering in the world, and they believed that this new baby Jesus could use his voice to spread a message of love and peace, and they knew it would take courage for him to do so. But Jesus wasn't the only baby that people have waited and wished and hoped for. People also waited and wished and hoped for you. Once upon a time, you were born. Before you were born, there were people waiting and wishing and hoping for you. And these people didn't know exactly what you would be like. And so they wondered, would you be kind? Would you be brave? Would you show love? Would you spread peace and joy? But even as they asked these questions, they already believed that you would be kind and brave and loving and would spread peace and joy in our world. They knew that you could help ease the suffering and hurt in the world and that you might speak out against violence and oppression. And they weren't wrong. If you'll stand with me, our next hymn, and join in singing, Once in Royal David City.
morning again. <laughs> I'm grateful to be able to present this hybrid annual holiday music service to you today. I'm both proud and thankful to be your music director, and although I most enjoy the art of performing and sharing live music with you, I also appreciate those rare opportunities when I get to create the service content and theme. It's always an extra bit of creative fun and energy that goes into planning more than just the music, but also the readings and other texts that enhance the subject for the morning. Of course, there's also some sadness to a degree. Sadness that the choir area on our chancel remains mostly empty this morning, except when they come up to sing. <laughs> but empty of our many beautiful singing bodies that normally reside there, especially on music service mornings. While I'm thrilled that your choir is once again able to sing and rehearse together on Thursday nights and create some beautiful music videos for worship this morning, thanks to the efforts of many, I don't think any of us will be satisfied until the physical return of our wonderful Chalice Choir live in person on our chancel, participating in services like in the past. I miss that part of this job very much. So I thank them for their participation and for their courageous attendance on Thursday evenings so that we can still practice and create music for you. Special appreciation goes out to Chris Horn, who takes time out of his busy schedule for three choir evenings this fall to record us, and of course, Lori Coltree, who continues to produce our videos and add the beautiful art images to the anthems. I'm grateful for the members of the Chalice Choir who are present this morning, seated amidst you in worship to experience this music service and assist in our co congregational singing. It ain't easy singing under a mask, of course. <laughs> The clear articulation and meaning of the words often suffer as a result. Plus, you cannot see their lovely and communicative facial expressions either. But our choir's steadfast support of the music program and behind-the-scenes efforts to stay connected and sing during the entire COVID pandemic is especially noteworthy. In many ways, knowing our people, it's no surprise. But nonetheless, I can't fail to mention it. So thank you, our wonderful and committed UUCC choir. Thank you also to the volunteers who are contributing their voices and the readers this morning, and especially Valerie Shu, who is assisting me with some special music on both the flute and the piano. We are truly blessed to have another fine musician on our staff, one so talented and versatile, who is gracious and willing to share her gifts with us. Thank you, Valerie. Out of a sense of caution, we have been slow to return other instrumentalists to our services, but I'm hopeful that we'll be able to share more of that with you after the coming year. When I was considering themes for this service, I kept recalling all those wonderful holiday Christmas hymns and carols that contained the words wonder and awe. We will sing three of them this morning together. It may strike you as a quite obvious theme to build a Christmas service around, Yet, I don't think we can be reminded enough at this time of year, or any time of year for that matter, to remember and recognize what triggers awe and wonder in each of us. To recall those simple days of childhood when the holiday season lit up our eyes and opened us up to the miraculous, whether we still believe in any or all of that as adults. Wonder is all around us if we are aware and stop, simply stop doing and moving enough to experience it. Science, astronomy, and the heavens above remind us to be open to awe and wonder 
as much as stories, myths, and miracles contribute as well. Somewhat serendipitously, a couple of weeks ago in the Washington Post local living section, which usually comes out on Thursdays, there was an article titled, In Search of Awe. In it, the author defines awe as a feeling we experience when we encounter something vast, wondrous, or beyond our ordinary frame of reference, evoking a sense of mystery and wonder. Psychologists who study the beneficial effects of awe state that it helps to make us curious rather than judgmental and also more collaborative in general, shifting the attitude away from oneself towards something humbler and more altruistic, even possibly reducing inflammation. In other words, don't underestimate the healthy power of those goosebumps. The historical meaning of awe implies a potent emotional experience. In fact, the verb to awe stems from the 13th century old Norse word agi, which literally translates as fright or terror. In the idea of the holy, German theologian Rudolf Otto develops the idea of the tremendum mysterium an experience which consists of two intertwined components. One aspect is the sensation of trembling, a perception of being in the presence of something different from the ordinary, overpowering and vibrantly alive. The second is the mystery, which leads to fascination and the sensation of being astonished, thunderstruck, transfixed, even dumbfounded. Our current structured and results-driven culture often fails to allow for awe and wonder. One truly has to slow down and have intentional unstructured time to experience this. We have to wonder as we wander, to allow for mystery and open questions, rather than just patent simple answers to life's many queries. It behooves us to remain open to a wondrous sense of curiosity tuning into our emotions and surroundings in a way that takes us outside of ourselves and opens us up to being a part of something much larger. So in this service, through the traditional Christmas story, we present music and words that speak to the sense of awe and wonder through prayer and reflections that encourage us to remain open to these concepts, to stories and miracles that elicit a sense of mystery and to the hymns, songs, and anthems that speak directly to the feelings and emotions that awe and wonder can elicit. From Gabriel's message to Mary, known as the Annunciation, to the hauntingly beautiful Appalachian carol all about wandering wonder, to Praetorius's joyful Renaissance motet about the wondrous birth of a boy, and finally the star of wonder that guided the wise men to the wondrous babe. Quiet your mind, bring forth your inner child, and open your ears and eyes to the miraculous. It is truly all-encompassing and everywhere around us if we are open to receiving it. May we all be transformed and reawakened through a sense of awe. In our services, we honor the personal joys and sorrows that are shared among us as a community, not only by giving voice to them, 
but also by dropping stones into a communal bowl of water, which Valerie is going to help with today. Each stone represents one life and one story, and when we share them, they ripple out into this community in which we hold one another in our loving embrace. And we'll place one final pebble in our water in honor of all of those things that you are holding unspoken at this time. I invite you now into a period of silence and reflection as each one of us offers up our own prayers in silence. Then Valerie is going to share a prayer written by Reverend Maureen Kaloran. And then if you in the sanctuary would like to honor your own joys and sorrows in silence, you may come forward and place stones in the water during the music meditation. Now a time of prayer and reflection. 
Prayer in a Time of All by Maureen Kiloran. Holy grandparents of the universe, energies of creation, endless mysteries of life, you are the music that sounded before our world was born. Sound and silence woven throughout the ages, far beyond the most profound wisdom humanity has been able to touch. Be with us, deepen our willingness to live without certainty, to take the risks of living on the edges of our creativity, to step beyond the boundaries of possibility and hope. Help us always to remember that we are, in our essence, the magic of star stuff, that we are kin to all that is and was and may yet come to be. Teach us to temper our impatience, to retain our conviction that what we do makes a difference, that even our smallest act can contribute to the good of a greater whole. Be with me in my uncertainties. Rejoice with my small triumphs. Comfort my losses. Remind me I am never alone, not in my joys or in my tears. In the blessing of our silence, May I feel your presence, something greater than I have yet been able to comprehend.
Each month, our Stewardship Council invites a member of the congregation to share their own personal reasons for investing in this community generously. And this morning, it's a great pleasure to have Lori Coultry share about her generosity in UUCC. Good morning. It is so beautiful to gather here. My name is Lori Coultry. My pronouns are she and her, and I'm 68 years old. 20 years ago, I was a leaf pummeled by every wind. I had learned the lessons of my childhood too well, that I was alone, defenseless, different, smaller, weaker, yet smarter than everyone around me, and especially unlovable, that I would never attain the perfection expected of me, and exile from the human family was the appropriate punishment that I would always ruin every relationship. In 2003, Alan and I wandered into UUCC looking for a choral group for our younger daughter. I wasn't looking to be saved or for personal happiness. I didn't think I was entitled to those things. But then I joined the adult choir and I learned many new lessons that I could drag my very imperfect self to rehearsal every week be overjoyed with whatever I could attain, and also be eager to improve, that I would, only, would not only not wreck everything, but could make a positive difference, that I could commit social gaffes, big and small, and choir folk would not ostracize me, but instead embrace me. I also learned that the pain I'd always carried around was an unmet need for community, UUCC introduced me to the richness and joy of being with others. Choir deepened this sense of interconnection with Michael and his predecessor, Tom Benjamin, with my beloved singers, with our listeners, and sometimes, awesomely, with the composers, the cultures in which their music flourished, and all the choirs and listeners across time. Alleluia, indeed. With this gift of community came intense gratitude, and with that, also obligation, to join with others to bring about a healthier planet and the elimination of suffering and injustice. I cherish my gratitude as a source of motivation and strength. It obligates me to put aside personal hubris and really listen to those whose points of view seem different or alien from my own. It obligates me to navigate a tricky balance between my white lady privilege of civility and risking my voice of outrage when oppression happens. And I learned a fundamental lesson, that anything worth doing comes with a big, big risk of failure. This lesson keeps me in the game when fear threatens to overwhelm me. UUCC has quite simply given me the joy of being fully human. Alan and I dig deep and pledge what we can every year in gratitude and to pay it forward. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Lori. And now, as you are invited to give generously of your own financial gifts, I urge you to remember not only what you just heard from Lori, but what you heard earlier in the service from Dana Soar about the work of grassroots in our community, because everything that you contribute today 
will go to grassroots. Thank you for your generosity as your offerings are now freely given and very gratefully received. by Victoria Safford. None of it is real. The virgin, the donkey, the shepherds, the star, none of it is real, but much of it rings true. Not the doctrine, but the mystery. Not the miracles, but the empirical, undeniable evidence. Tyrants are always persecuting the poor demanding their documents and proof of citizenship. Rich governments are always closing their borders against aliens, 
from Nazareth and Bethlehem and Guatemala and hunting down young upstarts who threaten revolution. Poor women are always and forever asked to bear unspeakable burdens, to accept that burden as a virtue and suffer like saints. And somewhere, almost always, someone is opening their door in the night and saying, I have room for you. Come in. Sometimes wise men and wise women choose not to be complicit and bring lovely gifts instead of treachery. And people have always been wondering, wandering under the stars, and we still are, whether listening for trumpets of angels or the wailing of babies or the whisper of wind breathing into our cynical ears and ice-cold hearts the hope of peace on earth, goodwill restored.
A Winter Blessing by the Reverend Dr. Rebecca Parker. In the shadowed quiet of winter's light, earth speaks softly of her longing, because the wild places are in tears. Come, she cries to us, kneel down here on the frosty grass and feel the prayer buried in the ground. Bend your ear to my heart and listen hard. Love this world, she whispers, distill peace from the snow and water the cities with mercy. Weave wonder from the forest and clothe grief with beauty. Rest in the rhythm of the turning year, trace the bending arc, rounding the curve toward justice, and vow anew to do no harm. The winter trees stand watch, haloed in the last gleams of the slanting sun. Glory sings here. Heaven echoes the call, repeat the sounding joy. Make your life an answer. Bow. Praise. Rise.
Will you rise and body or in spirit and let's sing together again, We Three Kings. of benediction, and then we're going to close by singing that refrain one more time. These words come from Reverend M. Barclay, again from the Enfleshed Collaborative. Move slow enough to notice. Wherever God shows up today, may I be not too hurried to notice, nor too aloof to care. When the sacred surprises me like an unexpected guest, may I not hesitate to greet them with open arms. Let not my bias be a barrier to embracing the holy's mysterious ways. May I be hospitable to God enfleshed in even the dullest circumstances and the hardest situations and the strangest of places. I am open to encountering love, to meeting with justice, to being held by awe.
May it be so. Thank you.